the geometry of the place was all wrong. One could not be sure that the sea and ground were horizontal. You're listening to Cthulhu and Friends, starring Stacy, Mike, Fred, and Steph. I am your game master, Veronica. Hey everyone, welcome back to another exciting episode of Cthulhu and Friends. I am your game master, Veronica. And Hi, I'm Mike Lane. I'm Mike Todd B. And I'm first. I'm so Stacy. I'm happy to be here. And and it's I'm talking great. over top of Todd. And nope. <laughs> and I am playing Melamy. Anyone else? And I'm Steph. <laughs> and I play Clara. It's I love <laughs> I love that we do this because it's so unnecessary. Wait, wait we've already wait, had our Why'd you start talking? You didn't even let me go. <laughs> uh, like, am I off the show now? You're dead. I, don't I mean, effectively. Please note the uh, sad face that we're getting from our editor right now. Not happy with us. And I'm Fred. Um, I think I'm Edward still. You're a lifeless body. I don't know. He's playing Edward's body for sure. We'll have to see. So, Mike, I mean, I know what happened, but tell me your version of what happened last time in Cthulhu and Friends. Last time. On Cthulhu and Friends, the crew begins searching the grounds for any traces of Bellamy. On the other side of the lake, they find footprints leading to a sea cliff. Elsewhere, Bellamy comes to, trapped under dirt. Somehow, water is drawn into the dirt and manages to push her out of this shallow grave. Meanwhile, Edward traverses around the sea cliff and finds a cave with a monstrous statue. Inside, Edward finds himself surrounded, and he begins to feel drained. Edward quickly uses his necklace and manages to break free of some sort of spell. However, a powerful creature grabs Edward and crushes his neck. Back up on the cliff, Clara and Todd look down and see Edward sprawled on the ground, surrounded by strange creatures. And that's where we left off in the last episode. Clara and Todd, you walk very carefully to the edge of the cliff, and you look down on the beach, and you see Edward, his body seemingly lifeless, his skin sort of this purple color, especially around his head. It's almost as though his entire head is one giant bruise. And you see these creatures around him and they look like they're crawling up to investigate the body I will shout down the cliff hey get the hell away from him you see as the seven to nine creatures wrench their heads around now their shoulders make no movement at all but their necks turn at this I would say a good 130 degrees and look right up at you. Fangs 
dripping with some sort of something. Their faces don't look like faces. There are no eyes. You just see a mass of kind of wormy-looking tentacles. You can't make out much because you're seven to eight stories above them. I am going to cry out and then turn and start sprinting back the way we came so that I can go around the path Edward took to get to his body. Todd, you look around you and you see no one. You hear this cry from Clara right next to you and it just sort of startles you because you thought maybe she was behind you. But as you turn around, you don't see her. And she is nowhere to be found. Clara, it takes you almost no time to get down the stairs and back to the edge of this cliff. The water is now choppier and you are certainly not as skilled at swimming as Edward, but you can certainly try to go if you'd like. Yeah, I want to keep just pushing forward as quickly as I can. Without a thought for your own personal safety, you plunge into the water. Todd, you are looking around, seeing nothing, yelling out like, for Clara, where could she have possibly gone? And then you see below you as these creatures scatter. And it looks like something is coming around the bend. Clara, you are there and faced with eight of these creatures. They seem to be on the defense right now. So how how far am I from Edward's body and how far away am I from creatures? I would say you're about a hundred feet from Edward's body and maybe 50 or so feet away from the nearest two creatures. Okay. And they're in between me and Edward. At least two of them are. Okay. I'm going to pull out the gun and as I'm still walking towards them, I'm going to try to shoot at those two. The creatures sniff into the air and you can see them as they lift up their tentacles and you hear this sound. And the only thing that you can describe is that they are trying to use this mass of tentacles on their face to feel out where you are. It's almost like they're blind without being able to have eyes to see you. But they don't seem to pick up on where you are. And you walk forward very confidently and you lay the gun against one of the creature's massive tentacles and you fire and the creature screams out and then dies on on the spot Todd you see this creature as blood just sprays out of one side of its head but there is nothing around it and then it happens again and again and again six times this happens and then the other creature's flee back into the cave. Clara, you are click, 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 click. But nothing else is happening. I will rush back to the spot on the beach. Okay. I am going to race over to Edward, and I'm going to feel for a pulse as I'm saying, 
Edward? Edward, wake up! Edward, are you okay? You do not feel a pulse. I will start CPR, which Edward had taught me way back when we first met. I'll allow it. Todd, you get to the cliff face and you wade very carefully through the waves, trying to make sure that you don't go too far out into the water and really just using the cliff as sort of a stabilizer to keep yourself upright. When you make it to Clara, you see that she is exhausted having put so much force into trying to resuscitate Edward. Is he showing any signs of recovering? Edward, you open your eyes and you are in this gray matter and you feel pain all through yourself. Just the the act of looking hurts. But you hear Clara very clearly as she is sobbing and just whispering your name and you feel the very steady compressions on your chest. High or low? Always high. You feel too tired, but then you don't want to give up. There's so much that you want to do and so much that you want to say. And as you try to open your eyes, you just can't seem to catch your breath. And everything around you just feels like it would be so much easier if you just sunk into this gray matter. And you close your eyes. Todd, what would you like to do, if anything? I would like to assist Clara because obviously she is very tired. Okay. You take over compressions? All right, Clara, I'll do the pushing, you do the breathing, okay? Just catch your breath. I'll I'll do what you were doing. Just keep keep going. Just keep doing it. Maybe we can bring him back. Yep, okay. All right. One, two, three. Edward. Edward. You have one success. You have two more tries. You must have two successful in order to come back. High or low? Always high. As you determine that you are going to deal with whatever pain there is to be with your friends again, you make a choice to forget one thing from the most recent memories of the week. You may choose to forget Mormo. You may choose to forget your father. You may choose to forget that there is nothing outside of St. Paxton. Which of those things do you lose? Um, I'm going to choose to forget about everything outside of St. Paxton. 
Okay. You remember being on the telephone, talking to Clara, and she was doing so well at her new job, and she just wanted to talk to someone about it. She had picked up the phone, called you, and in no time, your conversation that was probably only supposed to be 10, 15 minutes at most, you look around and you see that you've been talking for seven hours straight, just keeping up with your very best friend. And you remember this feeling of just contentedness, of being happy in a life that wasn't school, but that also wasn't the life that you really even wanted to be living, but just being happy that you could still connect with Clara like this. And you laid back on your couch and your body was tired from a full day of performing physical therapy. And you just took the moment in for being good and how good it is to feel alive, even though you're away from your friends, away from everything you know. It's just good to be alive. And it's good to have very special people. In the next instant, you feel Clara's mouth as it lifts away from you, and you take a very shallow breath. Todd, you feel movement from Edward. I stop doing compressions and observe. Edward? Edward, come back. Come back. Bellamy, you have dug a good three feet deep. And then you hear this familiar jingle and you turn around and you see little Clem has come to join you and she begins digging where you're digging she's able to do that really really quickly and you see this dark curly hair and you wipe away the dirt from the face and you lift up this person's head but it cannot be because it's you and even Clem looks up at you and cocks her head to one side and you start reeling backward and you see these eyes that are definitely yours open up but there's nothing but this gray, slimy creature where the eyes should be. And it begins searching for you with its hands. And its hands begin to secrete this slimy, clear substance. And it rolls down the wrist. And you feel it coming closer to you. Am I able to get out of the grave? You can try anything. I would like to try to scramble out of the grave. First, I will lift Clem out, and then I will try to scramble out of the grave. I'm going to give you 
a bonus for that, and I will give you a two, whatever you roll. It will be a two to climb out. It's probably going to have to be athletics again, unfortunately. Or fleeing, I guess. I could try fleeing. Does that work as well? Sure. Okay. Sure. Fleeing it is. So I rolled a two. You are able to throw your feet into the sides of this grave and lift yourself out. And you look into this grave and you watch as this creature presses itself up against the wall that you have made. And it just turns into a lot of tiny little creatures. And it starts crawling up the side of this little grave. I start to push the dirt back in to the grave, trying to fill it back up. And I'm like, Clem, Clem, help me. We've, we've got to bury them, bury them. Come on. Clem turns around and starts burying and like throwing as much dirt as she can into the grave. You quickly exhaust yourself and you're very, very dirty. And then you see someone familiar in the distance and they wave a hand and they start running toward you and they hand you a bottle of cool water. Do you drink it? Can I see who it is? Mm-hmm. Who is it? But do you drink the water? Um, Take care of one need first. Oh, gosh. I, I'm going to say no. No, I don't. Because after what I just saw in the grave, seeing myself, regardless of that it wasn't me, I don't trust anything right now except for Clem. Okay. Well, what happened to you? Nighthawk? Yeah? How did you know where I was? I didn't. I was just walking down the road and, I, and then I saw you. Uh, did you want my water? No, I... Bellamy, you look real bad. Yeah, I... <laughs> prove, prove to me that you're Nighthawk. Uh... Got it. And... Nighthawk sprints to one, like, undescript area and then sprints back. There you go. That's not going to do it, Nighthawk. It's, it has to be something only you would know. And let me express how very important this is right now. Who is your mom? Oh, that's a good question. So I'm not quite sure yet. But I'll find out. Where's the last place you looked for her? Well, I guess it would have been in town. That's where I was coming from. Before that, I'd gone through the woods. And I went to that tunnel. I had gone to the library and I found a lot of interesting information there. I know. You ready? I stare at her. I'm in a band. I... Would you like to assess honesty? Yes. <laughs> I will assess honesty. Two points left in it, so I will use one. Okay. What do I need to roll? You need to roll a three or higher. I rolled a six. Okay. 
you are very sure that this person might be Nighthawk. I look down at Clem. What is she doing? Just like, if I look down at her, is she acting oddly at all around Nighthawk? She doesn't seem to be acting oddly around Nighthawk at all. Okay. Oh, God. Okay. We have to get out of here. We have to get out of here. We have to get very, very far away from here right now. And I start looking at the ground around my feet for the little bugs and walking backwards away from it. Um, real quick, though, <laughs> uh, you are, like, covered in blood. Would I interest you in a trip to the hospital? Uh, nope, nope, I, I'm fine. I don't, I don't need the hospital. And I'm like, you know how if, if you feel there's bugs on you, you slap your arms and, like, you're slapping your body. So I'm doing that as I'm walking backwards and I'm still looking for bugs. Nighthawk, we just we just have to get out of here. We have to get out of here right now. I I've got to find Clara and and Todd and Edward now now. Oh, see, okay. Well, follow me, and I'll explain on the way. I follow. Clara, is Edward breathing? He is, very shallowly. I'm gonna put one hand on the side of his face and just kind of get close to him and just kind of whisper and just be like, Edward come back come back Edward can you hear me? I have to ask one question real quick Mm-hmm. my decision to forget everything outside of St. Paxton does that make my memories of us going through college living together Ah, let me be let me specify you have knowledge that things outside of St. Paxton have been an illusion to you and so this illusion was broken for you because you knew that like something about Darius was weird or different but the lives that you were living were not real. And so you were really grappling with was your existence a fact or was this all fiction and is what you're living fiction? So now you have very solid memories of everything being outside of St. Paxton. You can remember driving through small towns as though those things are very real your memories are restored to that like your friends but I have an understanding that although I have those memories they might not be real in some sense like some I've learned something like something's been shattered for me not anymore you are in complete denial that that truth was ever revealed to you got it okay without opening my eyes I take another shallow breath <sighs> Clara yeah you're alive I, th- I think so I thought I lost you Clara yeah next time I want to split the party 
make sure that you talk me out of it. Okay. Yeah, let's let's not split up again. I can't lose you. I I don't know if I can explain what just happened, but all I know is I I don't want to lose you and and there are a lot of things that I want to say right now and unfortunately he can't as he has exhausted all of his energy and just sort of collapses against you can I roll first aid sure I'm just gonna kind of cradle his head too as Todd is assisting with first aid and that's a one you don't really have any of the necessary equipment to help him. You actually think to yourself, oh my gosh, I can't believe I didn't restock my supplies when we went back to the house. But you do see two joggers that are on the beach, so that's helpful. Are we kind of in a... I sort of envision it as like a cove. Yes, you're in a cove. Okay, but the joggers are more on the beach side. Yeah. Hey, hey! Hey, you guys! Hey, over here, we need help! You see some guys waving at you, and they start running in very beach lifeguardy fashion. And one of them, in his red shorts, throws down this medical kit and starts taking care of Edward. But Sam sets his hand on the shoulder of Clara my god are you all right i don't know is is edward okay uh well jim here is the best lifeguard that we've had on st paxton in a long time so i I, i'm sure he'll be fine Uh, okay it's you i'm worried about here uh and he hands you a drink i'm i'm fine i'll be fine i just i thought i heard gunfire and i i grabbed grabbed jim because i thought well surely someone's in trouble Sure enough, here you were. He cups your face in his hands. Are you okay? Uh, yeah, dude, she's fine. Yeah, I'll, I'll be, I'll be fine. I just, I just need Edward to be okay. All right. Well, I'm, I'm glad I was here to help. Um, I, I guess we're gonna take him around the other side and uh, get him into the hospital. I'm going with him. Okay. We're not yeah. splitting up. My four-wheeler is just over here. Oh, you have a four-wheeler. The lifeguard radios for help, and very soon there is a whole team of medical professionals. One of them comes out in these kind of light purple scrubs, and she has this really severe short hair, and she really begins attending to Edward's wounds. I'm right there by his side while she's doing this. My name is Dr. Mason. I'll be taking care of your friend. Mason, are you are you related to Beatrice? Sister. Oh. I'm Clara. Mayor. Pro tem. Please get out of the way. Oh, sorry. I'll take like one step back. And she loads Edward onto this, like, really weird quad type thing that has a trailer and starts giving directions to get off of the beach. Oh, I need to go with him. 
Yeah, great. Hop on, hop off. I hop on. See you later, Todd. Uh, yeah. There's plenty of room. Just say you want to get on the goddamn trailer. What are you talking about? I've moved over to Sam. Ah. So, you take this thing off of any sweet jumps? Uh, so Todd and Sam hop onto Sam's four-wheeler and... Todd is shouting the details of his foray into sweet quad jumps, leaving out details of his injuries. It doesn't take long before you are all at the hospital. Dr. Mason has you sign some consent forms, and soon Edward is taken into the basement for surgery. Bellamy. Uh, so, yeah, that's the thing, is that, you know, most of the time, when your friends are your friends, and you can trust them, you know what I mean? That's what I've always said. Anyways, here we are. Where are we? Uh, we're at, we're at the hospital. Remember I told you. And she walks through the gates of the hospital. Beautiful grounds. Come on! And what did she tell me on the way over here? You don't quite remember. Great. I look around. Is Clem still with me? She is. She is trotting right alongside you. Even stops and drinks out of a puddle. Okay. Um, Nighthawk runs ahead of you in the glass door and talks to the staff at the counter. So I am still standing outside of the hospital and I'm looking around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to use my sense trouble. And players never know the difficulty numbers for sense trouble before dispending how many points to... Okay... I rolled a three. You see some people walking around in these uh, white scrubs. And people seem to be eyeing you in a weird way. Like, what? What? You're no one special. I mean, you are covered in blood and extremely gross right now. And you hear the gate that you walked through creak closed and you see as about six large people sort of very gently but definitely conspicuously begin to corral themselves around you and you watch as Clem turns her back and you know sort of like back to back with you as though you take that side I'll take this side I see this happening and just can't understand how the hell I've gotten here. I turn around and I will pick Clem up in one hand. And once I have her held against me, I would like to try to summon up the same thing I summoned in the grave with the water. And I guess push these people away because I don't think going up in the air or anything is going to be any good. So this is going to look real dumb if it doesn't work. 
but this is what I'm doing. And no idea. I'm just going to close my eyes and think with everything inside me and hope that this does a thing. Edward, you sort of come into consciousness as you are seeing the lights above you, just like one after another. And you see this woman who has her face covered with a mask and she pulls it down and she smiles. Mr. Worthington, you are going to be just fine. Okay. I give her a, a weak nod. You are conscious as they take you into the basement and this person leaves your side and you can watch through the window as you see her kind of washing her arms and hands very vigorously. Um, the rest of the nursing staff and the surgical staff, they do a quick count. One, two, three. And you feel your body move from one table to the next. It's pretty cold in here. And you see um, a man place something over your mouth. He says, I am gonna get you to sleep in no time. What I want you to do is I want you to count backwards from ten for me. Okay? Can you do that? Mm -hmm. Okay, let's go together. Ready? Ten. Todd, you arrive with Sam in the waiting room of the hospital, and Clara is kind of pacing back and forth. Clara, hey, it... Yeah? He's gonna be fine. He's in good hands. Okay. Yeah, if you say so. Okay. Why don't you relax or go get... (sighs) I know. Uh... I just shot like a bunch of monsters. And I'd revive Edward from the dead, so I'm not relaxed right now. Quick question, V. The the monsters that Clara shot, did anyone notice them? No, in fact, they did not. Did Todd see them? By the time you actually get to Clara, those are gone. Okay. Clara, I... I saw something from up there. Something is weird. I I don't think we should be talking about it here. <sighs> Sorry, you're you're right. I'm just <sighs> I, I'm I'm just I know. stressed I right know. now. I'm just, you're right. I put my hands on her shoulder. You're fine. I'm here. We've got Edward. The one that we should be worrying about is Bellamy. We still, we still don't know where she is. I'm afraid if she was in that cave. Oh. I don't know how to help her. Well, we'll we'll figure it out, okay? Thank you. Yeah. Bellamy. Roll a die six for me. Five. You summon all of the strength within you. And even Clem, like, looks over her shoulder at you, 
And for a second, you don't see, like, canine eyes. You see a very human stare coming from Clem. And it's almost like it gives you this extra little oomph to know that you're not just the only thing in this island that is weird or different or not what it seems to be. And you pull this water from this nearby fountain and you blast it out in all these different directions. And all of these really big people that are coming after you, they're pushed to the ground, covered in water. You take... How many hit points do you have? Five health? You have five health? What'd you roll? A five. You feel powerful as you have blasted out all of these really strong people. But then you unwillingly drop Clem to the ground and you crumple into the center of this garden as your health is completely depleted. You hear sneakers running out to you. Miss Bellamy? Am I conscious enough to react at all? No, but your mind is still going. (laughs) Okay, well, in my head, regardless of the fact that I'm starting to pass out, I I have decided this is not Nighthawk, and all I want to do is get away. And so I'm like, no, run, Clem. I mean, are you sure? I'm normally the one that tells people to run. I'll be back for you. And you hear Clem's cute little jingle jangle as her dog tags clank up against the metal rings of her collar. And she scurries out of the courtyard of Arkham Asylum. You do feel some chest compressions happening and you feel all of the medical things happening around you. But you are not able to comprehend or participate physically in the things that are happening. A few hours later, you feel this soft comfort from a clean bed and the lights are dim but there's still lights on (laughs) hello Bellamy I look towards the voice you see before you Mr. M I would like to attempt to sit up Uh, you can but the restraints on your wrist do keep you from moving far so I struggle up into a somewhat, I guess, perched up position and pull on my restraints and then look at him. You stay the fuck away from me. He holds up his hand. Now, Bellamy, I'm not here to hurt you. I'm here to help you. I don't want your help. I understand. 
Would you like me to remove your restraints? No, don't come near me. Would you like me to have a nurse come in to remove your restraints? You are only restrained because you were physically harming yourself. If you can be calm, we are happy to give you the freedom that you deserve. Would you like me to get help for you? I am happy to leave the room. Yes, I would like you to very much leave the room and send somebody to take this off. Okay. I'll be right back. And he slips your clipboard into the tray at the end of your bed and he walks out. He is dressed in light blue scrubs. You see in the corner two very sad eyes as Nighthawk won't make eye contact with you. I don't know how you fooled me into thinking that you were the real Nighthawk, but I'll tell you, she never, ever, ever would have betrayed me like this. Ever. A nurse walks in and he very calmly smiles at you and begins removing your restraints. Are you going to be okay? Yes. Would you like anything to eat or drink? Do I feel hungry or thirsty? Because I'm not sure how much time would have passed, but I mean, I drained my health. you're, You're quite hungry. You do have an IV, so you're not necessarily thirsty. You are being hydrated. Uh, food would be great. How long have I been here? Um, I believe you've been here three days. Three? D- where? Where am I? There's. Have I had visitors? There's no way I've been gone for three days, and none of my friends have come here. He sets his hand very gently on top of yours. I. I understand that you're upset. And I am here to help you in any way that I can. Um, We've not had any visitors. We have put out um, some information to local authorities. So, My friends are the local authorities. So, I go back to, there's no way they haven't been here. They would not abandon me. And I flick my eyes over at Nighthawk. Okay. I will go and see if anyone else has checked in. Um, I'm, of course, not always here. I'm very happy to go and see if maybe they've been here and I just didn't know. Don't I get, like, a phone call or something? Like, one phone call? Of course. Of course. Um, you're, you're not under arrest. You are... You are just here until you get better. I- Well, I feel a lot better, and I rip the IV out of my arm. Okay, I'll be right back. Um, Here's the call button. If you need anything, and he starts kind of backing away toward the door. My name is Nighthawk. What? Call me if you need anything. No, no, wait, 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 wait. And he slips out the door. I look back to the Nighthawk in the corner. 
Nighthawk in the corner is looking real upset at what has just happened and is very upset that someone has said that they are Nighthawk. Miss B? So you're not Nighthawk. I'm Nighthawk. Well then, who's that? Nighthawk. What? Why are we whispering? Why hasn't Clara come? I don't know. I tried to call the house and no one answered. I tried to call the police station and no one answered. And no one will let me out of here. I honestly thought that this was the best thing to do because you came here covered in blood. And you were talking nonsense the whole way that I was going to take you to the hospital. But then, instead, you started saying nonsense things like, Ah, my own body turned into slugs all in front of me. What? What's that even mean? You're supposed to be the adult. I am. I am the adult. Well, I... I I feel like I've had to be the adult. Well, you've you've adulted wrong because this is not where we should be. Well, I'm a child. And now they think I'm a crazy adult. And why they left a child in the room with a crazy adult. You were restrained until just now. But I'm not now, am I? Oh. Oh. Nighthawk straight up shoots out the door. I don't I don't follow her. I just let her go. In fact, is the door open? The door is not open. How the hell did she get out the door? She opened it. Oh. If I see her make it out the door, then I am going to walk over to the door and slowly open it. Are you getting out of the bed quickly or slowly? Oh, probably quickly because I'm probably scrambling towards it. As you very quickly hop out of the bed, you feel that your ankles are restrained and you smash your head on the concrete floor. Clara. Todd is down in the cafeteria having a wonderful outdoorsmansy conversation with Sam. And they wheel Edward into his room. Dr. Mason walks up to you and she looks very pleased. I am very happy to report that we were able to control the swelling on Edward's brain. He will have quite a bit of discomfort, but he's going to be okay. We expect a full recovery. We're going to be waiting for him to wake up. Um, he, he should be okay. It would be great if you, are you going to stay here and yeah. wait for him? Can I see him? Absolutely. And she steps aside and they wheel him into position, connecting IVs. He is just sleeping. He'll come out of anesthesia in a short while. So um, if you have any questions, please feel free to ask anyone on the nursing staff. I'm happy to give you a call and I'll be checking back in on Edward from time to time. Thank you. Can can I stay with him so I'm here when he wakes up? Of course. I'll I'll have them bring in a cot for you. Thank you. I appreciate your help. Of course. Of course. Um, any, anything I can do? I I mean, you've done so much. I just. Well, it was a pleasure to meet you. You too. And she extends her hand. And I'll shake her hand. She turns around and hops right out of the hospital room and you hear the blood pressure cuff of Edward as it inflates and 
takes his blood pressure. I'm going to sit beside him and I'm just going to keep watch over him and wait until he wakes up. About 30 minutes goes by and suddenly you see him stirring. Edward? Mm. You awake? He starts smacking his mouth a little bit. His throat hurts. Very dry. Yeah. And water. Yeah, I'll, I'll get you some water. Hold on. Is there any water in the room? or? Yeah, you can just pour him up a little thing from the pitcher. I'll get a glass of water and kind of put it in his hands. Um, do you... Can you sit up? I can help you. Yeah. I'll kind of put both my hands behind his back and help him sit up and prop up a pillow. <clears throat> you okay? Back back down. Okay. <laughs> and I'll help him back down again. Um higher higher low. Hi. As you were helping arrange pillows and trying to get them back down, you move the pillows in such a way that you lose balance, but you don't want to like drop his head, of course. And so you just sort of fall with him and fall on top of him. So there you are just laying like an inch between your noses. Um, I'm sorry. I, uh, I think I might need mouth to mouth. Oh, and I'll kiss him. Uh, you guys... Have a, a beautiful, beautiful, sweet moment in this uh, hospital recovery room that lasts as long as you want it to last. Todd does eventually walk in, popcorn in hand. They were giving out free popcorn in the lobby. What do you know? Oprah has got this place down. It's real good. So he does walk in with popcorn and sees Edward and Clara exchanging a, a a very lovely and tender moment. I just stand there chewing for a moment, <laughs> nod approvingly, and then back out of the room. <laughs> High or low, Clara? High for not hearing Todd. Uh, no, you don't hear Todd come in at all. I will slide over a little bit so that Clara can lie down next to me. Yeah, I'll kind of snuggle in. I look at Clara. I'm still feeling incredibly exhausted and racked with pain. So, uh, have you been waiting for me to wake up this entire time? Yep. Pretty much. I don't split the party anymore. Yeah. I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, I'm <laughs> sorry about that. No, it's, it's okay. You're fine. That's that's all that matters. I, I can't, I, I, just, I can't lose you, and uh, you know, oh, I'm not good with explaining emotions. You know me, but the, the, I've liked you for a long time, and the reason I could never tell you was because I was scared to lose you. It's, your friendship means so much to me, and. And then I almost lost you for real. When I was 
in and out of consciousness. I dreamt or I don't know, maybe I was just reliving our memories, but all I could think about was you. And I I can't imagine doing any of this without you. I guess what I'm trying to say, Clara, is that I've loved you for a long time. And I just, I don't want to lose you. I love you too. And you're not going to lose me. I'm not going anywhere. Todd, you're standing out in the hallway and you hear a familiar sound of sneakers as they round the corner. Oh, oh, thank goodness it's you, Todd. (sighs) Hey? Bellamy is in a lot of trouble. Uh, yeah, we know. Or at least we suspected. Where is she? Okay, here's the thing. Come with me. Uh. (sighs) I have a lot of explaining to do. One second. Hey, uh, sorry to interrupt, guys. Clara, can I borrow you for a second? Oh, hi, Todd. Yeah, sorry. Um. Glad to see you're awake, Edward. (laughs) Hey, buddy. I'm gonna kind of look at Edward, like, reluctant to get up, and then finally, like, roll off the bed and go over to Todd. Bellamy. Nighthawk knows about Bellamy. Where is she? Nighthawk. Huh? Where's Bellamy? She's in Arkham Asylum. What? Where the hell is that? It's like on the other side of the island. She's totally lost to you guys. I think that she's going to be good to be helped, though, because I have it on very good authority that the guy in charge over there, super good psychiatrist, can help you out with all sorts of problems. That's why I took Bellamy there in the first place. Where did you find Bellamy? Uh, I don't know, digging herself out of a hole and she was covered in blood and slime talking about how she had recently turned into a bunch of slugs. Well, she did. Yeah, but I ate a lot of slugs and it wasn't her. Right. So, probably not. So why'd you take her to the asylum? Because she was talking crazy stuff about also uh, people being around her and chanting and... Uh, someone named Tess? Yeah, there is someone named Tess. It's the lab person at the police station. Sometimes crazy stuff is real. Haven't you run into her? She, like, creeps around there all the time. Oh, yeah. I forgot about her. Yeah, that's on me. That's on me. Anyways, uh, Bellamy's not in a good way, and she doesn't think I'm really me. Don't know how that's happening. Uh, but in any event, there's someone at the place that I thought was a good place that I don't think is a good place anymore because I am Nighthawk, right? And then when they left, they said, uh, yeah, well, just call me Nighthawk. What? Wait. I look at Clara. That's weird. Oh, um, God, I hate this. Okay, so, weird. When I was down in the well with Edward... What were you doing in a well? It's a long, it's a long, no long time story. No questions. Focus. When I was down there, we saw this 
crazy looking Mr. M and he pulled, I probably shouldn't be telling you this because you're a kid and this is crazy, but he pulled other Nighthawks out of the wall. Oh, so what if he is able to make other Nighthawks the way he made another Bellamy? Or somebody made another Bellamy? God, I didn't, what if it was him? I mean, who else would it be? He's evil. An evil slug monster. Uh, uh, do we think that Mr. In is a bad guy? He's so bad. So bad. I mean, he's not a good guy. No, he's bad. Well, I... He, no, he's bad. Uh, okay. We don't know for sure. Change of direction. Change of direction. <laughs> uh... As it, as, it, as it stands currently, then that would make me the bad guy, because I uh, delivered Bellamy into the hands of a bad guy. Um, so pretty much, it, it's now a heist, I guess, to get Bellamy, our treasured friend, uh, out of a, out of a, out of, out of the uh, institution for which they normally help people. Uh, no. Because we have government power. And I look at Clara. Isn't she needed for an important questioning regarding some missing persons? Absolutely. We will sign the official paperwork and get her out of there. But real quick, you said you delivered her to a bad person. Do you mean Mr. M? Well, I mean, I assume because you said Mr. M. He's like the head guy at the, the place. Of course he is. Wait, he's a psychiatrist? Yeah. Oh my god, that's how he knows exactly what to say to make you feel good. Yeah. He's... Son of a bitch. Excuse my language. That's no, okay. We need to get Bellamy out of there. <sighs> yeah, heist is exactly what I'm saying. Bellamy heist. Heist. With official government paperwork. Well, I well, I guess we're decided. Ah! All right, let's go. Uh, Are you no. okay? <laughs> Brain swelling. Nope. I start to push myself off the bed. I run over like I'm gonna catch you. Uh, I'll be okay. You were just dead, like not that long ago. Like, why don't we wait, though, maybe? Because your head looks enormous with all of your bandages. It kind of does. But Bellamy needs... needs us. Yeah, we're gonna... we're gonna do a Bellamy heist, but you need to heal up. Alright. Which kind of sounds like I'm suggesting we split the party, which is exactly what I said we shouldn't do. But Edward's safe. I'll stay with him. Yes! That is a good plan, actually, because I don't want you going near Mr. M. Okay. We're not splitting the party again. Hey, Nighthawk. Just, uh, can I see your hand for a second? High five? No. Low five. I pat my hand for her to put her hand in mine. <coughs> Not like calm up. It's not weird. Oh, you need my marker. And I pull out a Sharpie. Oh, you have a marker, of course. You're always so just, what? just look. See my, see my hand right here. All right, mm-hmm. cool. Give me yours. Yeah, I got it. And yeah, I mark the her, mark on me. Her hand as well. Mark of the beast. I love and you it. need the secret password. Okay, what is it? Well, Ex- well, uh, 
What? Because she's a different person. It should be a different password for her. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Because otherwise we compromise the details of the first one. Well done, Todd. You should run for mayor one day. <laughs> You're so smart. Who says I'm not? Um. Well, pretty much everyone is. Oprah downstairs I mean, is. I Oprah's awesome. Sure. not saying Todd's not awesome. That came out wrong. Anyways, there was talk of a secret password before we go on a heist. I would love to know what's happening. A murder. A murder. Oh. That's a group of crows, right? Crows. A murder. And that's where we're going to call it. Thanks, everyone, for playing. Did you guys have a good time? Yes. yes. I'm so glad I'm alive. Oh, my God, me too. <laughs> Barely. I feel like his Listen. near-death experience kind of went to his head. No. Nope. Uh, oh. Get the hell out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, guys, pretty soon it's going to be exciting because you're going to finish one goddamn mystery and restore some of your health oh, points and get your points back. <laughs> I can't wait for that day. I, I want to see you succeed. Oh, because we were missing Bellamy, so when we find her, we'll have solved it. Ah. Yay! And I can get some stability. This episode was edited by Rob Anderson, the musician who made The Lounge, our opening and closing theme. Find him on Twitter, at potentially rob this episode was produced by hiroshi and you can find him at maybe hiroshi you can find the rest of the crew on twitter as well v is at typical veronica mike is at one gaming lane fred is at i think i'm fred steph is at starlit firefly and you can find me at definitely stacy as always you can follow the show at caf podcast and find a permanent link to the Discord in our bio. Want to take a look at the clues, information, or photos the cast stumbled upon during recording? Head on over to our website at www.cafpodcast.com and click on the link labeled The Show at the top of the screen. If you want to help support the show, please share us with your friends on your preferred social media and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. You can also back us on Patreon by going to www.patreon.com slash podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, you should check out some of the other Geekling shows, such as Random Encounters, Sayer, or You're a Wizard, Harry. Hey, Creepers. It's Hero, and I am stepping away from my hermit lifestyle to send some special thanks to the fine people who have supported us on Patreon. People like Gwen Walker. Gwen is a longtime supporter of the show and one of the first friends I made through the podcast. And we all cannot say thank you enough. The support on Patreon helps keep the lights on for CAF production, and that means we want to keep bringing you fantastic content for your earballs. So, thank you, Gwen. Thank you, patrons. And thank you to all of you who support us, however you do.